This is The Social Geek Radio Network. Social Geek AI Update. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing consigliere. AI, we've never seen such a game changer for your business, and everything changes again every month. So today, Robert Mitchell of Ultra Cool Care Squad and I kick off an ongoing series of podcasts sharing the latest updates of AI for franchises. Today's episode is brought to you by ServiceMinder, Franchise Hire, Hughes, and the discussion starts next after I grab another cup of Big B Coffee. Big B Coffee started with a single store in Michigan in March of 1995. One year later, on a handshake, Bob Fish and Michael McFall decided to franchise the concept. Bigby is on a mission to become 100% farm direct, bringing a name, a face, and a place to every cup of coffee served through the One Big Island in Space initiative. Interested in owning your own Bigby Coffee? Begin building a life you love with Bigby Coffee by visiting BigbyFranchising.com. Welcome back with my colleague, Robert Mitchell, talking all things AI for the month of April, 2023. Robert, what's going on? Oh gosh, that's a big question. (laughs) You're going to start with that one? What's going on? Yeah. Oh man. Well, we were together in Vegas, I guess, just about two months ago and um, talking about AI with a whole bunch of smart franchisors. And it feels like the world has changed about three times in the past two months. Yes, I would say March has been the biggest month on record for anything related to AI. Hundreds and hundreds of companies were coming out of the woodwork. And then the big players, the the the, the whales in the industry, had big announcements. Everyone from Microsoft's Copilot to GPT-4 to Midjourney's version 5, and then Midjourney version 6 coming out this month. We'll talk about that on the next podcast. But, I mean... Everybody's, but except for Apple, oddly enough, everybody's <laughs> doing something and announcing it and trying to get ahead of this this um, rabbit in the race, uh, which is OpenAI. You know, everybody's trying to get ahead of them. And I heard this mentioned one time just on that topic. Every technology that's ever come out, the first entrant never ended up dominating. Okay, you remember mm-hmm. Yahoo? You remember Excite? You yeah. remember? Uh, all these search, they're gone. Google owns everything now, right? As right. far as the search. So new technologies, just because you're first to market does not mean you're guaranteed to be the dominant one. So let's not, you know, get too wrapped up on this million or 100 million users that OpenAI has. Google's still around. Give them some time, as are several other new entrances, like Anthropic, which I'm going all over the place, but they're a good one too. 
So let's talk about some of the big guys and then talk about some of the more interesting things. Yes. Um, we kind of know where Google's going and you're a big fan of what Microsoft has been up to over the past couple of months. Because well, right? we use Teams, right? So, okay. so yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm more of a Microsoft guy just because I like the, you know, we use PowerPoint, we use Excel, we use, you know, we use that their ecosystem. We use Teams, we use you know, all those things. So it's it's really brilliant when I watch that presentation going, please, I'm waiting for the alpha. Can I get access to this? I want to be able to use it the way they've they've put it together. So our company's framework is all in the SharePoint. It's We're a whole fanboyed teams. So all of our documents, all of our conversations, all of our chat messaging will be indexable with Copilot. So we'll be able to go into the tool and say, hey, could you uh, – review the last five calls that I had with leadership regarding franchise development and tell me if we're on track based on our HubSpot uh, pipeline reports from this past week, right? It's going to pull it from an API from HubSpot. It's going to pull it from all of the conversations we had, which are transcribable, much like Otter AI and Flareflies does. It'll transcribe that. And then it'll give me a prompt. And then maybe I'll say, well, what about our objectives for the year? And it'll be an Excel document that was, you know, our OKRs that we put together and see how we're on track for it. It can be all of that in one little prompt. You're going to take all of that, not just from internal uh, discussions going back and forth, but from a franchise development standpoint, from conversations with prospects. That's a question for HubSpot. So HubSpot's created a, a tool that is still in alpha and I've been playing around with it. It's always get the mix of it's chat hub or chat spot. I forgot which one they call it. <laughs> right. But, it's got to have, if it's HubSpot, it has to have the word hub in it, right? It's one of the two. Yeah. And so <laughs> their alpha is more about how do I just, you know, pull all that data into a, a, a easier, easier format, easier UI. But I'm assuming and they don't like APIs with HubSpot. They're going to have a different access point, but you can use Zapier to do the same thing, right? So um, it, it'll it'll have a way to access it. Is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about some of the other apps and um, uh, some of the, the known entities out there. We mentioned Apple at the top of the show. Are they still just kind of sitting back waiting to see what happens or what, what do you think the strategy is with Apple? Well, uh, according to some of my resources, uh, they are testing their AI with Siri in an operation called Bobcat. Operation Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whatever that means, Google it. We'll figure out if... Uh, we have no officially reason. run out of animals, right? So. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I'm going to stop saying Google that. I'm going to be saying... Um, I don't know, GPT for that, it doesn't have, it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> I, I did catch someone in a conversation at the Franchise Expo West last week. Uh, my colleague, Thomas Scott, I actually caught him saying, I don't know, let's TikTok that. So, uh, so TikTok. Um, well, now well, that's how I get my news. My news source is TikTok. So I, I definitely. Uh, okay. So you would. You and Thomas are in that vein. I get my news from you, so I guess I'm getting my news from, from TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I, I follow so many people that are are posting content about AI that my only and that and Substacks are are in, in podcasts. So Substacks podcasts and TikTok are where I get up to date information. And of course, Google, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, keyword alerts. Google alerts. Oh, got it, got yeah. it. So those are the four ways I'm staying on top of things in case anybody got wants it. to. 
jump on that. Okay. So, so we think Apple's kind of taking a, taking the long approach. Um, what about our friends at Twitter? Uh, is Elon yeah, well, Musk see, he's, even in he's, this game anymore? Well, okay. So going back to last, if we're talking about the what happened last month. Yeah, we're talking about the open letter. If you're familiar with that, that yes, that he signed, and it's it's so obvious why he's just trying to slow down so he can catch up. It's 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 kind of comical um, that it's so transparently obvious that he looks because he's got a huge AI with with regard to um, Tesla, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got a, and that's kind of one of the reasons why he's separated from OpenAI supposedly was that um, he felt like he could do farther, faster, more with the Tesla or another diversion of the story is there's a conflict of interest with OpenAI. Mm. Either way, I think he's trying to, it's a little gamification. He's trying to slow them down so he can catch up. Okay. My last question on all of the big boys, and this includes Apple um, and, and the uh, the open letter from Steve Wozniak and company. Um, what do you think things would be like if Steve Jobs was still around in all of this? Would he be the one leading the industry or would he be sort of like Musk and kind of taking a step back and, and, and catching up at some point? Where do you think he would be on the spectrum? I'm, I'm curious on your opinion. Well, I, I've read the book from on Steve Jobs, the biography on Steve Jobs. And, and what I learned from that was um, two things. One, well, first off, I'm, I'm an Apple fanboy, so it's hard to see yeah, too many yeah, negatives of Apple. But but when I when I think about it, they're always often accused, and rightly so, of, of being the ones that copy stuff that other has already done before, and they claim that they're brilliant innovator, that they've they've created a you know, whatever. Um, stolen certain things like <laughs> the fingerprint or the facial recognition that Samsung did for years before. But Steve Jobs has been known, and I think one of the quotes, I can't, I'm going I'm to mess up the quote, but he went into his R&D department and they were highly successful at all their new efforts. This is back in the 90s, I think it was, and or early 2000s. And he got furious with them because they were so successful at all the different R&D projects that they were going after. And he says, you need to fail 80% of the time, not succeed 80% of the time. And so what I think Jobs would do, I think he would be the one that would be like OpenAI. He would be pushing the envelope, forcing his engineers to think outside the box. But I don't know. It's a, that's being all speculative. The thing, the thing about LLMs, language models, that this all AI has been around for decades. And the language model wasn't seen as the method to bring us to where we are now. It was just one of the many channels. If you listen to, uh, I forgot how to pronounce the guy's names, but Eliezer, Eliezer, mm-hmm. uh, he's a theorist and commentator about AI. Anyway, he was talking about this too, but um, there's many ways you can get to an uh, artificial general intelligence where we're, they're smarter than us. There's many ways that could have happened in his mind. They never thought language models was going to be the way to do it. And so we kind of surprised everybody. So I don't know if, if Steve Jobs would have been ahead of that because it was just like, oops, what happened here? You know? Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. 
Hughes enables franchises to attract and retain more customers and create consistent brand experiences across locations. And once the right network is in place, franchises can further use their existing equipment, like providing secure Wi-Fi for guests or deploying digital signage to engage customers. A secure, high-performing network can protect a franchise against data breaches and the harm they can cause the brand and business. Hughes is small enough to care, large enough to succeed. Reach out and find out how Hughes can become your networking partner. Call Carl Udler at 301-601-6427 or visit Hughes.com slash franchise. ServiceMinder is the platform for managing and operating home services brands, from tracking marketing efforts to delivering professional online proposals directly to clients, to lead capture, to automating daily tasks. ServiceMinder provides unique tools and integrations designed to make your brand stand out from competitors. See why ServiceMinder currently supports more than 50 home services franchise brands and integration partners. Book a demo today at serviceminder.io. Okay, so we've covered some of the big guys this month. What's new in some of the more interesting apps? You mentioned uh, MidJourney having a, a bit of a change so far this month. Tell us about that. MidJourney version 5 was much better, um, was much more detailed, has much more realistic. I mean, if anybody's good, play around with it or whatever, you can see what I'm talking about. I, I was uh, working for uh, the Casual Pint. We were playing around with... Um, I wanted a hipster drinking a glass of beer at a bar, you know, I just did something like that because <laughs> we want to do an ad copy and it was so realistic. And it, unfortunately, if you've read anything about them, they have a really problem with fingers. Yeah. <laughs> they can't yeah. quite get, it's like, it's like that. It was almost remind me of the, uh, everywhere all at once movie that came out recently. And there's a one universe where they have like hot dogs as fingers. <laughs> Right. Anyway, it's like they have five fingers and they can't get it right. Well, version six fixes fingers, okay, which is coming out this month. Maybe I should wait to next year, next month's podcast. But version six is supposed to fix the fingers and it's supposed to fix the text. But still, version five is so much better than version four. And it's been just so hyper-realistic. You can see droplets of water, reflections of on the droplets of water. It's so detailed. Wow. So that was so, pretty fun. So version six, no more David Byrne hot dog fingers. Uh, got it. So. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and, and the text will actually be readable as right. They had a really hard time with text. Supposedly version six is supposed to fix that. Any other apps that uh, really came up with something new that, that made you pause and, and want to jump in and play with it this month? Well, let's talk through some of the releases. So obviously okay. GPT-4 uh, with the plugins, this, this is, this is the biggest one. This is as big as, the release of the language model. Okay. So this might have just jumped. What's it called? Jump the jump with the phrase, jump the hurdle of, yeah. um, of, the, jump, of being jump the shark the other direction. Right. So, yeah, right. so it's, it's crossed the, it's, it's jumped a hurdle. We'll say that. There you go. It's, it's much, much more improved. And I would say uh, order, orders of magnitude better than the original uh, release of GPT three and why that's the case. This is, this is huge. This gives all of these SaaS companies, all of these subject matter experts, these tools, these embedded ecosystems that you're already part of, gives them the ability to not be made redundant with the snap of a finger, okay? Case in point, if you are a restaurateur, if you have a bunch of restaurants and you have um, your 
on open table, right? Now you are going, whew, dodged a bullet, right? So now I did this just the other day. I added the plugin for open table. I had the plugin for Expedia. It's like, you know what? I want to go to New York this weekend. I want to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I want you to make me reservations for Friday night and Saturday night. And by the way, I like Asian and Italian. Go. Okay. And it, it was really great. It, first, it went out to get me a, a airline ticket. It did all this stuff for me, and it, I clicked it with Expedia. Then it went and got me the hotel, gave me options and whatever. I clicked the hotel I want, and it went to Open Table, gave me the options, and then what times and how many people, and boom. So it did all that for me without me having to do any other prompting. Okay, so that right there. Now, why this is important for franchising? This is what I'm, been, I'm about. I was in the middle of a post I was going to write about this, but this is the new norm. Okay, search is dead. And if I were to say what I'm going to say on the post, I'll say this. Um, if you're trying to create content for the purposes of maximizing organic SEO, then you're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> I love that. Now, why I, I'm so adamant about this is because all of these new tools, these new use cases that GPT-4 is allowing you to do, all these content and blog posts and articles, now you're more efficient. You're All of that is adhering to it old a paradigm you're you're it's a the bedrock marketing framework that you're assuming is amidst a huge industry paradigm shift and if you're if you're trying to create content based on where it is now it's moving so I, I, where it's going and that's the big question my this is my thing this is why i think we should be doing in franchising is find a way to get on board one of those plugins because that's going to be the new normal. The new normal is Jarvis in your pocket, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's going to be one tool, one UI, one application that I go to for everything. I haven't Googled anything in at least a week and a half. Everything from my daughter's homework to how to define a certain term I didn't understand to marketing questions to OKRs I'm working with my company on currently for our fiscal year. All of that I've been doing through GPT-4. So the new normal is going to be, I'm, a, I'm looking for a franchise, okay? Um, I go to my chat. What's the best pool care franchise available? And what it's going to do, hopefully, eventually, there's going to be, and, and I'm, I'm talking to you, franchise.com, franchise solutions, franchise gator. You have that corpus of data. You have all those franchisors. And then that will make all of us want to jump on board and go, I better sign up with franchise.com, right? Even though portal leads have been notoriously bad over the years, the new normal is they're going to create a plugin to their database. And that's going to be how you're going to get that answer. What so, about what about individual content. franchise brands websites? How will that play into when someone is, is asking GPT for what's the best franchise for me? Does it matter what is on our websites right now? Or what does the future of that look like? Yeah, so the future right now, the current state, it's smoke and mirrors, okay? The smoke and mirrors in the context of this. I Googled, I'm sorry, <laughs> I binged um, the the term, the, the, the phrase, what's the best pool care franchise? And so thankful, because we're a newer brand. We're only been around for mm -hmm. three years. I'm so thankful that we were able to jump on board, even though this data set was 2021 and older. And what it came up with was three brands. We were one of them. ASP and Pool Scouts were the other two. What I loved about this is that it gave links to why it was we were selected. And the link it gave was an article I posted on our website. 
Ooh, about nice. why pool care is great. So, so it actually scoured the internet and found a link that was, I guess, indexed high or had low bounce rates or whatever the, the, the current Google paradigm is, right? It did all that. Um, now, the problem with this whole thing is this, this is not, there's no guarantee this is the way it's going to go moving forward. They're basically putting a nice, pretty, whatever you want to call it, on top of the old, you're, it's still links. It's still a list right. of links. It's just put in a chat form. Right. So is that the new way it's going to be? So I, the answer to your question is how is content, how is web development, how is blog posts going to influence those, those searches? Well, it'll, if you're looking at Bing, it's going to be using the same old paradigm. But if you're a user using a chat GPT app, it's going to be plugin based. Got it. And, and that plugin might go access the internet, but then the internet's algorithms and their, and what they value is going to be up to question. All that has to be redesigned is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And what we do now for May, June, July of 2023 is going to be very different than it will be a year from now, right? I mean, because this will change again the way the way your prompts are finding um, certain things, whether it's the article you wrote for your website or something else. It will find that in a very different way a year from now. And two years from now, God knows what it's even going to look like. So I think the most important thing people can do is to stay in touch, stay engaged with with leaders like yourself. And and learn what's happening every every week or every month in um, in this thing that is changing their job and their career on a on a quarterly basis right now. So we're going to get together every month and go over some updates like this, like we did today. As far as between now and next month, what are some things that you would recommend? I know you were doing some webinars at, at some point. Are you continuing those webinars? Yeah, actually. So uh, definitely going to be doing more of those. Um, I've joined, um, there's a gentleman by the name of Sean Goldsmith out of the UK, brilliant guy. Um, he's part of Grow, Grow Global, G-R-O-E Global. And he formed up a institute or a, a group called the Franchise AI Think Tank. Okay. And uh, me and Dan and a couple others are, are part of that. And the whole purpose of that is to exactly what it sounds like, it'd be a think tank. Um, but uh, and have some other other uh, events on LinkedIn. So if you see me post, definitely definitely join them. We're going to talk more about what's going on. He's got an amazing. You know, this is what the cool thing about Sean. I want to go ahead a little do a little plug. He's one of the few people in franchising that's actually developing a tool for franchising. Mm-hmm. Um, he's calling it Aria, and oddly enough, he got that from the IFA convention, and it was the hotel there. I thought that was pretty awesome, um, but. The reason why I want to bring it up and bring him up is because he's tackling things that nobody else in the franchising is going to try to tackle. And it's going to be a franchise management ecosystem covering everything in the friend dev side to the operational side and everything in between. It's going to be to pull all the data that's specific to your franchise industry and be able to action on it. I, I, it's in beta right now, and he, and he didn't want me to tell me too much about it, but maybe this next month we'll talk about it more, have it in full release. It's a game changer. And what I love about it is all these other solutions you see out, these hundreds of companies that are jumping on the bandwagon and, and using the language models to create their own you know, UIs and everything, they don't, they're not targeting franchising. Yeah, it's and, like any other technology we've seen over the past decade or so where 
um, there's a lot of brands out there that are creating new softwares and apps and things like that, that um, they work great for some brands, but it's not really something franchise specific. So I I, I love that you're looking at all of this through the franchise lens. I think that's what most people that uh, that we're dealing with every day really need some help with. If you haven't already, try to look at uh, Anthropics Claude because that's another good language model. Uh, Google's Bard was kind of poor performing in my opinion, but Anthropic uh, released limited access to Claude, which I thought was pretty good. Another thing I want to bring up is just the the basic um, a use case for you, everybody that might be coming into this if you want ever. I was working on our company's OKRs, opportunities and key results recently. And one of the ones I want to add in there was uh, AI thought leadership. I wanted to be, one of our opportunities is to be a technology uh, forward company, right? And I had to validate why being a thought leader in AI is important. And one of the benefits I found was access to people in the industry and getting those beta tests and getting access. So my, my encouragement to anybody in this listening to this call is become that person in your organization because you'll have access and you'll be able to validate the efforts you're putting because of the huge access you're going to have to those tools. So, Okay. Um, I want to close out with a, a similar thought, something you were sharing before about a, an analogy between people and their careers and their vocations right now, as compared to Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. <laughs> Are you want to use that? Okay. So I, I love Willy Wonka, both, both versions, by the way, the Gene Wilder and the Johnny Depp. Um, so the, the, the story goes, well, in the movie, if you remember, you know, the father gets laid off from his job because they got a machine to do his job. And his job was simply to screw on the caps to toothpaste and he lost his job. Oh no. Well, then they hired him back because he was smart uh, engineer and he was able to fix the machine that they had used. So he was able to repair it. So he was able to create a opportunity or a role or a new career, not on his old skilled skill set, but a new skill set that he developed. Now, the only problem with that whole scenario is much like the problem with comparing the agrarian uh, shift to the uh, technology revolution, industrial revolution. Uh, there is decades between those two shifts. Right now, just for people out there listening, don't think this is going to be, you have time to find new skills. Now is the time to find the new skills. Now is the time, if you're a writer, to be an expert prompt engineer writer to then be able to bring value to your organization. Is that kind of what you're thinking? To me, I hear you saying, be one of the, be the one in 10 people who can work with the new technology and fix that toothpaste cap machine. Don't be one of the nine out of 10 people who just say, well, my job's gone. Forget it. I, I can't fix machines like that. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's a good analogy. We will see you in one month, my friend. And uh, I can't wait to hear what happens in the next 30 days. It'll be a lot. I'm sure. go a quick word from franchise hire franchise hire is a boutique recruiting and executive search firm on a mission to make recruiting obtainable 
for all franchisors and demystify the complexities of working with a recruiter. They offer simple fee structures, flexible payment schedules, and a guarantee period the client chooses. Franchise Hire specializes in crafting customized and creative approaches to share the brand story and secure talent that provides exponential value year after year. Learn more at FranchiseHire.com. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.